Hey everybody, this is Clay Foreman with Turtle Reads. I'm here with Melissa Diaz. Hey Melissa. Hi Clay, what's going on? Not much. Hell yeah. And uh, we do have a guest today, Jimmy Clifford here. Yo, what up, what up? Hey Jimmy. Um, I know this isn't your normal podcast, you don't normally read a book to go and do a podcast, but I do... Me and you have talked about doing this podcast for like you being on the podcast for a minute. So. Yeah, dude, this is awesome. I'm excited to be here. I'm glad I got you on this one. You you uh, are interested in like a, you really love a spinoff of this whole series. So yeah, had you read any of the Sandman before? No, I haven't. Actually, I had never even really heard of Sandman. I only knew the Lucifer from the show. So then being able to go back into it and see Lucifer from the Sandman's perspective yeah. was very cool because my wife is actually a big Sandman fan that I had no idea. Fuck yeah. yeah. Oh, that's interesting. We've got to get Carmen on here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Honestly, why do we have you? <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, but yeah, um, we're doing A Season of Mists and A Game of View, uh, book four and five of the Sandman series. Um, how'd you like it? The whole continuation from where it started from the first book yeah. from the first uh um, the first three that the, we read right um i mean i don't know it was good it's good so far i'm still reading it gene's so. still liking it or nah he can't read you know <laughs> he can't read it's a good thing there's a lot of pictures though yeah even that wasn't enough to incentivize him it was only enough to make him interested in going like what are you reading and then uh yeah, he, he said he was like getting into it with you he with me though but the minute i just kept reading he didn't want to do it anymore <laughs> by himself he just it doesn't he's not interested he he can he can listen to podcasts forever but he can't read yeah you know he can he can even listen to an audiobook because it's like a podcast. I think they have a Sandman audiobook, which completely defeats the purpose. But yeah, yeah, it's pointless. It's like it's like a audio <laughs> porn, right? Yeah, exactly. It's all these psychos just sitting there listening. <laughs> yeah, and then you gotta listen to like a whole description of the scene. Yeah, the I, I think know? they actually do. That's how they do it. They have like one narrator voice. It's like, and you come in to a room filled with like five people, and like it, it's super weird. I, I do not like the comic book audiobook. Um, she's actually hotter when you imagine. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> fuck off <laughs> i guess uh, well i guess it's good for blind people or is it is it uh yeah, yeah that Do would they even be describe the only, it good enough for them that that would be the only way that they could enjoy a comic book how do you describe a comic really? book uh scene to someone who's never seen anything yeah, it is weird because like comic books, they have the whole fucking like different pan shit between panels that'll change like how you're supposed to view the transition between the panels. How do you describe yeah. that? It's like next isosceles view, and then blind like, what the fuck is that? <laughs> yeah. Someone has to like draw it on their chest, like Helen Keller. It's like, it's like this. And they're like, the hell? Who's touching me? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, uh, man. I, uh, I think I might actually give that a shot, though, just to see what it sounds like. <laughs> just to hate it. Yeah. Just to know what I'm hating. It's good to know what you hate. Yes. Yeah. You have to know your enemy. Exactly. Yeah. All right. <laughs> well, what about uh, you guys? What did you think? I, I, I quite enjoyed uh, Season of Mist was really good. And A Game of You. It, it, that one's a little weird. It gets into like a big fantasy setting and shit. But I like how they just like through the big dog into new york city that shit was wild mm -hmm. yeah that was good that was a good uh that was that, a good part of the that plot. scene we'll talk about it in a second but yeah that was that was a crazy scene um yeah let's get into it uh the season miss uh 
It is the God damn it. Mike Peters. Mm-hmm. Dumb. Also, if I'm a little weird today, I didn't get enough sleep. Oh yeah. All right. Because Late night partying at Kill Tony? No, I fucking wish. <laughs> it was nothing. It was the most adult shit in the world. Oh, you you did Kill Tony? Oh yeah, I went. I saw some there and then uh and I went home, okay? And I tried to go to sleep. Gene is buying a house. All right? Huh? He starts doom scrolling at 2 a.m. about mortgages hmm. and property taxes. And I, that was the end of sleep for the for the whole night. Okay, he's he's tossing, he's turning, he's muttering under his breath, property taxes, and I'm like, what the fuck is happening right now? It's like five, six. I'm starting to see daylight, right? And then the cat takes a shit in a corner. It was the worst fucking night of my life in a long time. So I'm gonna be a little pissed off today, but you know, other than that, I'm fine. Gotcha. Just so, just okay. wanted to say that. I'm very happy you're here. It just doesn't look like it right now. Good to be here. But I'm good. Now, question. Did the cat not take a shit in the litter box? The cat is always taking a shit somewhere, right? The cat is old. Okay. And uh, confused. And it's because we moved the cat from New York City. uh, And he has not gotten used to the fact that the litter box is downstairs. But he's getting older, so he's getting more confused about it. So sometimes he'll freak out. And just take a dump in the corner. Yeah. And then Gene get Gene's screaming, and the cat is literally probably literally like, "Hey man, what do you want from me, man? This fucking little box was here like a year ago. Oh, you know." And, it, and then he just runs away. <laughs> the cat is Rocky. The cat yeah. is Rocky. Well, he's from Brooklyn, yeah. so I'm trying to give him like a Tammany Hall kind of accent because it's probably what it is. <laughs> the cat is a Russian Jew from okay. Sheepshead Bay, Brooklyn. <laughs> nice. Okay. And always uh, kvetching. Yes. And so you know whatever, but I hate that. That's 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 that kind of shit that just, you know, just breaks into all your dreams and aspirations of life. Right. You know, because it's it's like the the stubbed toe of existential angst. You know what I mean? Like it just brings you right down back to the fact that you're just some stupid monkey and you're going to die one day. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then the cat's going to eat your face. And the cat's going to eat your face. And then I, and I will not have gotten a good night's sleep above <laughs> all. That's what pisses me off the most. All right. Anyway. So thank you. <laughs> All right. So season of the miss, it is the uh, issues 21 through 28 of the Sandman series. And uh, it is, yeah, probably one of the more focused on Morpheus uh, as an actual character, like uh, with all the getting the key to hell and having to figure out who the fuck to sell it to or give it to or whatever. Uh, it begins with an, the endless family meeting, which is dream, destruction, delirium, who you speak to light, destiny. Despair. I thought destruction wasn't there. Yeah, destruction didn't come. That's true. Um, I just have them all remembered, so I just say, yeah. Um, good catch. <laughs> so you're bragging a little bit. <laughs> you're, saying. you're just throwing it out there so that Jim just goes, wait a minute. And you're like, oh, sorry, I just know all of them. <laughs> I thought he was just trying <laughs> to you test your homework. <laughs> I thought he was trying to test if I read the book or not. He's yeah. like, yeah, that's what it was. That's what oh, it was. Yeah, Jim, sure. well, is destruction your favorite character? Yeah, yeah destruction sure, was dude. my favorite character. <laughs> um, yeah, and Desire and Death. Death is one of my favorites. They have a whole separate spin-off novel about Death, just Death. It's great. Death um, is pretty hot. <laughs> yeah, it is interesting to take Death and just make her a hot chick who's just like chill as fuck. Makes yeah, sense. So like weird haircut, like yeah. I don't even give a fuck. Like <laughs> literally, didn't that happen later on in the book with the boy? She's like, I have to come take you to like 
wherever I take dead people. And he's like, I don't want to go. And she's like, fine, I'll come later. You know? Yeah, she yeah. distracts him with her. <laughs> yeah. She's like, look at these bad boys. Shows him her tits. <laughs> yeah, and he's like, great. what? And he's like, he's dead. He didn't see it because he had a boner. He was distracted. Yeah. <laughs> death boner. That'd be interesting. Hmm. Well, everybody gets a boner with death. Really? Yeah. Do you, do, yeah, do you get a mortis? I mean, I guess technically. Oh, yeah. Yeah, your blood goes to all your extremities. That's not technical. That's a boner. Bro, I would want to like fluff it a little bit. If anyone was dying. <laughs> no, need, no need. Now you know that death fluffs you for you. Yeah. yeah. Would, so you yeah. have nothing to worry about. But there are different there are different boners. Like there's like raging boners and then there's like the half chub. I, that would suck if you die and you only get like a half chub. Like it's like still kind of soft, you know? Yeah, well, if your whole body gets hard. <laughs> would it suck? Yeah. I want to be presented in my best light. Yeah, they can't close the, close the casket. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. I mean, that would probably be more for my belly. Yeah, but. that's why they keep, <laughs> That's why they keep morgues so cold is just <laughs> shrinkage. The doctor's like, wants to be like the big dog. Yeah, they're like, oh no, it's just so it doesn't the meat the 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 body doesn't spoil. It's like no, it's so the boners can stay small enough, yeah. <laughs> so you can close the box. Otherwise, it's awkward. Um. Oh yeah, and uh, yeah, they all come together, have a big family meeting where Des- Destiny tells uh, Dream, or well, he bas- he doesn't tell anyone anything. He just has them have a conversation. That ends up with Dream realizing that he fucked up by sending a woman thousands of years ago to hell for rejecting him. Ben Which, Mayer done that, bro. <laughs> <laughs> like the most dick move ever. Um, yeah. And so, yeah, he goes on uh, the whole adventure to hell to try to get her soul back. And uh, whenever he goes, he finds out that Lucifer has said fuck it and is closing the gates of hell he kicked out all the demons said go fuck off somewhere else wherever the fuck and it locks up all the doors and everything and then gives the key to dream um which i didn't like it kind of makes sense but also i would i always whenever i first read that i'm like why give it to him like it seems more apt to give death the key to hell no because that's the point fuck it dude well, Lucifer doesn't care. Wait a minute. Wasn't so my impression was, and I was a little confused about this. Uh, wasn't it gonna be that Dream was going to hell and Lucifer was sick of it anyway? So he, it was kind of like two birds with one stone. I don't have to deal with hell anymore. Plus, this is like an elaborate um way to defeat Dream, basically. Yeah. Or or really fuck with him. That was that is the ultimate idea, and that's why I'm like, okay, it makes sense. But it, it to me it makes more sense of just giving the key to hell to death because like that just fits more. Yeah, you know if he was planning on leaving anyway, like he clearly wanted to leave and you know go fuck <laughs> off. But you're thinking about it from a perspective of like I want this to still run smoothly. Yeah, he yeah. didn't want that. He wanted to give it to Dream to fuck over Dream. He goes one of two things is going to happen. It's either going to You'll figure it out and it'll be fine, or you won't, and then fuck you, right? Yeah. Yeah. Also, he's supposed to be the father of lies, so I didn't believe anything he was saying. I was like, "This is this is a fucking setup." Well, is that what is, this is he. Lucifer has specific rules within this universe. One of them is he never lies. Uh, he doesn't lie. He he will obfuscate the truth 
for sure, but he doesn't lie. If he says, you know, you'll be, I, I'm not going to kill you while you're here in hell, he won't kill you. That's not a rule, though. That just makes you a better liar. Everybody knows that. <laughs> That's just how you lie. The best lies are the ones that are true. Like, it's true. Yeah. But you're lying. Right. Yeah. That's a lot. That's a lie. Ask. Look at the New York Times. Everybody knows. Right. Wait, I'm confused. How do you how do you tell a true lie? How do you tell a true lie? Yeah. You just tell an element of truth and let somebody else come to the conclusion that you want them to. But like, you don't change that. Your girlfriend says, do I look fat in this dress? And you're like, you look skinny compared to a lot of women. You'd be like, you look, <laughs> right? that like, dress <laughs> looks fat in you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Like when uh, Cain, he goes to Lucifer to deliver the message and shit, and he has the mark of Cain on his head, and he's like, you can't harm me, I have the mark of Cain, and Lucifer's like, I won't harm you, and then he flies him around hell by ho by holding him by his hair and shit, it's like, yeah, he didn't technically harm him, he was just traveling him around, but he was holding him by his hair, just yeah. flying through the air, it's like. <laughs> now, that, I had a question about that, Cain and Abel, was it like the biblical references? Yep. Mm -hmm. But I thought they don't like each other. They don't. They, they don't like Cain killed Abel. Cain yeah, well, he and keeps the, doing it. Yeah, you, you didn't read the first three. So Cain, like every few pages, Cain will murder Abel and Abel just comes back. It's it's a, a, a forever. Where, in the dream world or mm -hmm, in the dream world. OK, but then They're, my question is, why were they like a fucking like a, uh, an intermission act for the people when they came an intermission act? Yeah, like during, the, remember, uh, he, what's his name? Morpheus gets the key and everyone starts coming over and being like, we want the key, we want the key. And he's like, oh, we'll have a little banquet. Oh. And then Cain and Abel start doing fucking magic tricks. Yeah, yeah. And Cain cut saws Abel in half and yeah. shit. Yeah, because that's, they, they there's like a group of the dream people who are kind of like uh, Morpheus's main crew. Like uh, Michael? No, Matthew? Matthew. Uh, the pumpkin head dude, he's yeah. like uh, the groundskeeper. Lucian is the bu uh, bookkeeper. Cain uh, and Abel are like the kind of like they do extra shit. Whatever Morpheus can't think of, like needs to be done. Deliver a message to this guy. Do a magic show for my guests. Like okay. he gets Cain and Abel to come in and they do some ridiculous shit. That makes sense. Um, yeah, at one point, they they uh, in the last few books before this one. Uh, they had a gotten a gargoyle as a pet, and it was this child of another gargoyle. So it was technically a part of Dream, like he had created the original version, mm -hmm. and he lost a good bit of power. So he just took it back for his own power, and they were the ones who raised it and shit. So they do just like extra little shit around the Dream world. I see. Um, but yeah, and then. He go, uh, Dream goes to hell. Lucifer tours him around and is like, "All right, this shit's all shut up," and then gives him the key. And uh, then Dream has to figure out what what he's gonna do with the key to hell. So he has a big banquet for all. Well, he doesn't start it off. All of the Norse gods. The um, I don't want to interrupt, but I do have one more thing before we move on. What's up? Can we talk about how creepy it was with that one dude like nailed to the boulder? <laughs> what about him? It was, he had fucking nails in his eyeballs and shit. And yeah. like, that made me uncomfortable. You know? Did it? You well, ever seen I mean, Hellraiser? No. Oh, dude. Oh, I, mean, I see. Almost every not, depiction of So it's of your hell. first time seeing nails 
uh, in people. Well, I mean, I'm Catholic, so I wouldn't say first time. But <laughs> oh, so then is that why it made you uncomfortable? Probably. I was like, he, the guy's not even does, ripped. Does the image of Christ on the cross make you uncomfortable? It may, uh, horny more. <laughs> yeah? yeah well, know. that's just because he's hot. He, like, he does. Make him hot. Yeah, fucking abs and everything. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It just it was like a lot, and that guy was like, "I want to be here. I need this." It was like very self-flagellation. Well, yeah, he and the whole time he was like saying, "I am, you know, Sarkis of whatever the fuck or whatever his name was." Like he was some big murderer in like early times and shit. But Lucifer's like nobody even remembers who the fuck you are anymore. Did they have internet now? Like, yeah, he's like some pre-Christian barbarian or something like that, right? But he uh, just committed so many human atrocities that his own guilt is keeping him in hell. But that's kind of the point of everybody that is in hell is as he's as uh, the, you know, dream is going all over the place. People don't want to leave because they think they deserve to be there. Yeah. Yeah. Which is kind of the whole point of hell is part of the dialogue which i think is a gr- very interesting way of putting it i think it's a very 20th century way of putting it yeah yeah it's, yeah yeah uh, whenever they uh originally he came to hell to get one of his artifacts back and he had to duel in the sandman tv show he actually duels lucifer but in the comic book he duels a demon uh Chrono- no chronazon mm-hmm. i think his name is uh he was one of the ones that came in the envoy, the demon envoy, oh, okay. the one who got spun up in a spider web. Yeah. 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 yeah that guy, he dueled, uh, Morpheus dueled him by, um, it's like a magic duel where you transform into something. And then the other person, it's like rock, paper, scissors, but shape shifting. So I'll turn into a snake. And then the other person turns into a basket to hold oh, yeah. the snake. Yeah, we talked about this before. It's actually a pretty ancient uh, yeah. folktale. Yeah. There's an African folktale about the same thing, like a duel of wizards, where basically it's basically kid rules. Like you said, it's just your imagination, right? You know, you've seen two kids playing and one of them's like, well, I'm an eagle. And the one's like, well, I'm a tiger and tigers eat eagles. It's like, well, then I'm a dragon and dragons eat tigers. And it just goes on and on and on and on. Yeah. Uh, until they have to go home. But um, <laughs> yeah, in this case, it's. It just keeps going until somebody wins. Yeah, they they go to like, oh, I'm the universe. Uh, I hold everything. And then the other one's like, oh, I'm a black hole. I suck in the universe and shit like that. It gets really intense. Uh, but yeah, whenever he came through to get his artifact and stuff, it was it's literally just all like that one dude you talk about on the boulder. Like everybody is getting flagellated or having to yeah. run some like memory over and over again and shit like that. So. It, it the portrayal of hell in here is really really and also it's like the castle is just like giant tits and shit there's just <laughs> giant boobs <and> nice <laughs> it, so i i really like the depiction of hell and mm-hmm. yeah uh, it's a hell's uh anthropomorphic yeah it has this quality where it's alive it's breathing yeah and it's and that makes it more horrifying because mm-hmm. it's uh creepy you're just walking on nipples yeah yeah and uh, this has one of my favorite depictions of Thor in any fucking comic ever. Uh, fuck is Marvel really? Thor. Oh, yeah. Why because it's more, it's more true to the actual mythology. Like, I, I, I've told you before, uh, whenever I was reading, the uh, Neil Gaiman has a book actually called Norse Mythology, where he just transcribes the old poetic ed- Eddas and shit. And Thor is basically just like a big, dumb retard. And yeah, very interested in his dick hammer. Oh, yeah. Uh, he wants to fuck and fight. That's all he wants to do and drink. Uh, and he also, he's a redhead, uh, not blonde like Thor and Marvel. 
Uh, but no, he's basically okay. the I'm in this personification of Nordic libido. Yeah, yeah. right. Uh, he's just a big berserker. He's a, he's a big cock and balls, <laughs> just running, running across the plains. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, so Morpheus goes back to his dream world, and all these gods and beings of different sections come to try to give their reason why they should have the key to hell. Um, the Norse gods, Egyptian gods, one Shinto god, uh, the god of order, which is just a box that has a slip of paper that it talks with, uh, chaos god, which is this little girl with a balloon. Yeah, she was badass. <laughs> Liked her. Um, and uh, yeah, it's, I mean, it what's, was. What's the demon that came? Azazel. Yeah. The uh, big black hole, hole with yeah. eyes and teeth and shit. Um, I I don't see like oh the the other one that the other two that I liked was the brother and sister and the brother's like listen you can just oh you yeah can fuck my sister the elf the <laughs> yeah. elf Nadia and sister. or was it Nula Nuala Nuala mm-hmm. yeah that was uh she actually yeah she comes in handy later and she's just kind of part of the dream world now yeah. like he was intending for Morpheus to marry her but he's like. We don't care what happens to our sister fucker. You're, she's just staying here. Yeah. <laughs> she's like, hey. Yeah, she's like, what guys. <laughs> she's just like, the, you guys. The Sue Heck of the dream world. Yeah. <laughs> Chicks are like the butters from South Park of, yeah. of the world. You know what I mean? Like before the governments hap- happened, right? So, and, yeah. and, and it occurred to a man to be like, hey, we should not, maybe not treat them that shitty, right? Before that, it was just like, you want to fuck? This hole I brought with me, <laughs> it cooks and like, <laughs> hey. That's because most of the people back then just were like Thor. They were these big muscular dudes. Well, most that of just the- ask people, "You want to fucking rub my penis? Will you rub it? Will you release?" Yeah. Oh yeah, Thor tries to fuck the cat goddess of Egypt. Yeah, that was hilarious. Oh yeah, um, she was not about it. Oh no, of course not. <laughs> She has claws. Yeah. But regular chicks don't have claws. They have pussies and they make sandwiches. <laughs> and really, that's all we are. Yeah. It's a, unless we have we live in an evolved society where the you know the violence is institutionalized and we can we can maybe go to college. Yeah. See, that you know? is why we have to make America great again. We ain't gotta you know, do go shit. back to it. <laughs> women, are, women are fine, you know, because we can make sandwiches and we have pussies. You know what I'm saying? Like I mean, it becomes an asset. It's an asset. It's a gift and a curse. It's a gift and a curse. And it's uh, almost genetic the way you could you could you just know what to do as a chick. You know what makes men kind of go, okay, I won't kill her and rape her. It's fine. <laughs> right? You just give them a little smile, show them a little dimple, right? Shove a little food in their mouths, show a little titty, right? And they go, all right. I guess they're better warm and alive, right? <laughs> that's that's why we evolved this way. Why do you think women sound more childlike compared to men, right? We have qualities that make you hesitate when it comes to killing us because you're bigger and stronger, so you can. But then it's like, yeah, but you want to fuck a cold pussy for the rest of your life? No, right? You want to keep that shit warm, right? Warm and happy, right? You know, when it's happy, it's wetter also, right? So it's just all these incentive structures that nature gave so that men don't just kill and rape women just uh, de facto. And I think that's nice. It is nice. I think it's nice of nature. What yeah. kind of sandwich? Yeah. Uh, see what I'm saying? Right? <laughs> Sandwiches are great. I don't know. Uh, let's see. Uh, roast beef? 
Oh. <laughs> it's a little on the nose. A little on the nose. <laughs> yeah, I wanted to make it uh, upsetting. Uh, how about just a ham and cheese? That yeah. sounds good. Hell yeah. Anyway. Um, um, yeah. But then also, uh, the, they have the two angels that come to the banquet as well, Duma and Remiel. Fucking cock blocks those angels. <laughs> <laughs> they came and they, they they totally fucked everyone's day up. Well, I mean, yeah, they did come and were like, yeah, we're just going to observe. Yeah. Not, they didn't even make a pitch for hell. But then ultimately, I mean, God is the one who made hell. So it is just kind of right to give God back. Like, all right, do whatever you want with it. Like, Yeah. Well, if God made hell, does that mean there's a Hades that can also be... Uh, purchased, exchanged. I believe they uh, you know, hazes in yeah yeah Greek Greeks, mythology. Right. Um, I think in this universe they kind of just conflated like a couple of the similar uh, bad afterlifes, like hell. They just put them all together, and yeah. that's hell. Yeah, I think at one point they said in the comic book, like, uh, yeah, in a long time ago, this was known as Hades. Now they call it hells and shit like that. Hmm. Hmm. It might be two separate. That's they- inconsistent. But okay, <laughs> fine. I mean, did they have any any Greek gods in in it? You know, so it's uh, like maybe they no? just didn't. You know. Yeah, he did. You think that was intentional? He didn't. Pray. Maybe. Yeah, because then that would, that would have been an inconsistent plot. Yeah. To, yeah device. I All did right. get. I did get confused with like. Odin was there, but then God was more powerful than Odin, and it's like, well, who yeah. the fuck is Odin? Uh, well, I mean, well, I don't think God was necessarily more powerful, but it kind of did give the impression that he was. Yeah, but, uh, God cucked Odin. Odin's <laughs> like, I'm gonna bring me and my two shithead sons, and I'm gonna buy the hell. And then God's like, I'm not even gonna buy the shit. I'm gonna take it, and you're gonna go home. Well, I think it was just like, that. Yeah, you're right. Uh, when it comes to I don't know, poetic symmetry or something or literature, it would make more sense for God and hell because that's kind of within the paradigm of each other. Whereas Odin isn't, what does Odin have to do with the Christian hell, you know? Yeah. Well, I just, what is Odin's power? Well, his is more. Sky God. He's uh, Sky Father, right? Yeah. All Father. uh, All Father. uh, One Eye Sky. He's, He's a Sky and War God. So, you know, like. If if people aren't getting killed or uh, like doing exploration shit in his name, then he doesn't really have that much power. But God is just a, in general God. I see. He's like the like the turtle. Yeah. Okay, that makes sense. Um. But yeah. Uh. So yeah, he Morpheus says fuck it and gives the key to Duma and Ramiel to give it back to God. And then uh, everybody else fucks off except Loki, who switches places with that Shinto god yeah, thing. Fuck yeah, dude. Uh, and <laughs> I like that scene. <laughs> I mean, it, it is fucked because, yeah, that uh, Loki was taken from being chained down in a cave. Yeah, getting teabagged by snake venom. Yeah. Forever. Constantly dripped on by snake venom. Yeah. Uh, and then he's like, well, this random ass Japanese god is going to go take my place in that cave. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> so fucked. But then Morpheus saw through it and is like, "All right, well, uh, I can't let that dude just be in your place forever. That's fucked." But I'm gonna make a copy, send him there, and then you're gonna do some shit for me. So mm-hmm. he gets a. Although I would never 
trust Loki. Yeah, I would never ever hire Loki for anything or use him for anything because he's going to try to figure some way to either fuck you over on it or use it for his own benefit. Like, yeah. that's just literally who he is. So, but you can, you know, I scratch your back, you scratch mine, two birds kind of thing. Yeah. But then you just have to be constantly watching him to make sure he doesn't, you know, do some fuck shit. Well, yeah. Also, look at the way he's drawn. You can't trust that yeah, fucking thing. It was I the way love, he's drawn is like, yeah, no. Okay. Perfect. Like cone yeah. face, like looks just like a villain. Yeah. Snake, <laughs> snake man over here. Right. <laughs> but not uh, genetic, just actual personality of a fucking more immoral snake or something. His yeah. eyes, the eyes alone was, I was like, why would you trust a person with eyes like this? You yeah. just don't. Melissa, if you had to pick mayor, uh, fuck one of them. Loki or Thor? Who is it? Fuck one of them? Yeah, kill the other one. Who is it? Ooh. Oh, fuck or kill? Yeah. Neither. I'm married. We, you know, in <laughs> what this... is it? What are you? <laughs> I would fuck Loki over Thor for sure. Listen, I'm married. I'm okay. married too. To the greatest. <laughs> yeah, he is strong. I'm also married. <laughs> well, then, so who who would you fuck? Loki I just said or... I would fuck Loki and kill Thor. Yeah, but I'm married. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I, don't know, I don't know what you're. What's going on with your life? <laughs> well, Clay, what do you do? I would fuck Loki because he can he he actually uh, in old Norse mythology he transformed into a horse for a bet and then where is this going he stayed as a horse a female horse and then got fucked by a male horse and then had a kid uh, a horse kid with eight legs called Sleepnir that Odin rides wild. Wait, where are you in the fucking of this? What is happening? Could you imagine the Clay horse. fucking oh, Thor? Oh, okay. <laughs> That's how you get Hurricane Katrina. I mean, <laughs> Jesus Christ. Just, boosh, boosh. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. Yeah, hammer All right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they call it Mjolnir. Um, God damn it, man. That was a good reference. All right. <laughs> it's okay, Clay. The right people will catch it. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, he, uh, they give the hell to the angels. All the demons come back to hell. Um, well, not all of them. Uh, Azazel gets put into a little tiny bottle that uh, Dream tricks him into. Um, because, yeah. Azazel takes the soul of Nuala, who he originally went to get and traps her. And then he's about to kill her. Dream goes into Azazel. And, uh, but since they're in the dreaming, he doesn't realize that dream is literally already like all the way around him. So he gets Nuala out and then just puts Nada. Nada. Nuala's the. Nuala's the elf. Nada is the woman that he goes to get. You're right. I'm fucking up. Uh, what the go- fuck, Clay? <laughs> what the fuck? Look, all right, I can't. I, I, I'm- to be fair, all these names are way confusing me too. <laughs> yeah, I was reading it like Morpheus. Yeah. Or good thing there are pictures. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. He goes and gets Nada out of Azazel, and then puts Azazel in a tiny little bottle, and then throws him in a trunk for probably thousands of years or some shit, however long he wants. And then, uh, yeah, he. Apologizes to her, asks her again if she wants to be his queen, which she's like, no. I said that thousands of years, like a thousand years ago. I still don't want to be your queen. And then he's like, okay, this time I'm not going to be a dick. You can go off, do whatever you want. Yeah. So, Gee, thanks. Oh. <laughs> and then he turns her into a Chinese baby. Right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, he does. Yeah, yeah he reincarnates like, her as a Chinese baby. 
I was like, fucking, that seems, yeah, it seems like another punishment. I'm just yeah. Yeah. Dropping her into a fucking communist yeah. country <laughs> where she's going to be, like, making Nikes for the next <laughs> 80 yeah. years. No, he probably, like, had her born of, like, some kind of oligarch or something. So that, you know, decent life. It's like 10 years before yeah. the Maoist revolution. Keep thinking that. <laughs> that bitch is making fucking sweaters for two bags of chips a day. That would be a hilarious follow-up. <laughs> like, a, like if come out with Salmon, he, like, goes to visit Nada again, and she's, like, literally just in a sweatshop. He's like, fuck. Yeah. I you fucked up again. motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> From hell to communist hell. <laughs> Nuala. But yeah, that was a a good one. The season of mists, um, good little conclusion with that mm-hmm. whole storyline. Well, not even conclusion; it kind of still continues no, it's later. Still going on because its angels are getting yeah. a little weird. Yeah, Duma, he uh, the silent one. He's kind of more uh, seems more down to fuck up some people in hell, and Remiel's like kind of pissed about it, but trying to be okay with it. So, yeah, that ends up being some weird shit later. I was surprised how many similarities there were from Lucifer in that book to the TV show. Yeah, it's, it is a direct like like cutting off the wings. Mm-hmm. Lucifer Morningstar. He fucks Mazikeen, even though he's not really into it. He's just like, eh, you know, yeah, got nothing else to do. Um, yeah, there's a lot of interesting aspects of it. I don't understand why they made him blonde. Why do they make all the bad people blonde? Uh, because of Nazis. Well, <laughs> but some of I'm serious. And also, it, it's like the idea of like the rebellious one in a dark place. It's got like in the Sandman TV show, it was literally a blonde woman in like a white suit. And Don't in, you play Lucifer? Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. And uh, it, it's like, yeah, having this bright Aryan being, race looking. Yeah. Fucker. It's this bright being in like a dark setting. It's supposed to be like, oh, well, she is the fallen one, but also she, he's rebellious, the rebellious one, like the, the, uh, trying to make it feel like it has some kind of redemption, you know, mm-hmm. or, or a redeeming quality. Like it's not just all evil. They, they did have something, some kind of light in them. Yeah. Also, his name is, uh, uh, or nickname is Lightbringer, so it's like yeah. I don't, I'm not sure it, that it's a redeeming quality. I think they just do it because it um it goes against your assumption of what a dark and brooding evil person looks like. So then yeah. it's kind of a way to look at how seductive uh evil can be because sometimes it's under the guise of something that looks good, like socialism. <laughs> <laughs> Always bringing it back. Yep. Um, <laughs> all right. And then we did, continued on to book five, A Game of View. Um, you were asking which one did we like more? Which one did you like more? Season of Mist or Game of Season View? Season of Mist, for sure. Okay. I thought the second one was a bit odd. Yeah. It is. It does get a little weird uh, because it is all pretty much all focused on one chick, uh, Barbie. Uh, Who's from the, the, the previous house. story? Yeah. yeah, a doll's house. Mm. Uh, they had a previous story where and she's supposed to. Is that actually Barbie? Barbie? Well, it because she was married to a Ken. She was married to Ken, uh, and then he left her for a younger version, which yeah, seems well, on brand. The, what happened was they were in a a big house together with like living like seven people in the house. One of them was Rose Walker, who was a dream vortex. So dreams kind of coalesced around her. People whenever they 
were around sleeping around her or whatever, they would have the most vivid dreams. And sometimes they would go into each other's dreams. And so at one point, Barbie went into Ken's dream while he was fucking a chick in, a, in his car, a completely different chick. And uh, while there was he thought that it was it was such a vivid dream. He thought it was real life. And he had been cheating on her with that chick in real life, in real life. So he mentioned that in the dream. And that's how, why they split up. <laughs> that sucks. Um, that's just a metaphor for her snooping into his phone while he took a nap on the couch. <laughs> yeah, basically. It's like, you fucking dog, you can. Babe, whose tits are these? <laughs> Neil Gaiman was just fighting with his wife that day. <laughs> his wife's Amanda Palmer. Oh, yeah. uh, who's that? Singer. Oh. Okay. Wait, so uh, A Game of You is written by Neil Gaiman, but the uh, season of Mists was it, not yeah it was they, it, it was yeah. they said it wasn't no i just wanted to make that clear all the uh, like all the spinoffs and stuff off of it like lucifer um thesley all all the other well except for death but all the other spinoffs that are based off of these characters are he just kind of handed off to other writers mm -hmm. but all the sandman novels are written by him hmm. okay all right um yeah, but yeah, then they mo we move on to a game view, which is uh, books thirty issues thirty two to thirty seven, based uh, around Barbie. Uh, she is going through her own dream shit. Uh, she her original dream she would have she would travel through this fantasy world, uh, and like save the this fantasy world from an evil called the cuckoo. Okay, um, and they. Whenever in the book A Doll's House, I kind of explored that a little bit. But in this one, yeah, the whole that world uh, is coming apart and she can't really sleep and she doesn't have dreams anymore. And then uh, at one point they decide the people in that fantasy world decide to send one of the uh, their main people, Martin Tenbones. What a great name. <laughs> right what a fantastic like, big it. dog yeah the big dog 10 bones <laughs> is such a funny name <laughs> especially for a dog like yeah martin 10 bones yeah. very formal it was great he had like that big fucking mustache like yeah. i loved it yeah, yeah it was great uh and then he goes to new york to try to find her and then he's like a fucking six foot tall probably 500 pound monster dog just walking through new york so of course everyone like He's never seen a city. He's getting hit by cars and shit, walking through a back alley, just like, I don't know what the fuck's going on, but I got to find this chick. And then there's a standoff, and it's probably one of the most fucked up uh, death scenes I've ever seen in a comic book. Like, this big, giant, jolly dog just getting shot by the police. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But well, before we... It's like, a, it's like a Sesame Street character just <laughs> yeah, lands exactly. on Broadway, <laughs> and somebody just shoots a bazooka in its face. <laughs> <laughs> it's like Big Bird. Hey, cat. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck, I did. What did you guys think? Well, tell me if you agree with this, but I was reading and I felt like the beginning of this book and um, the Har Harley Quinn movie were like very similar. You know what I mean? Like Barbie leaves. She's kind of fucked up, kind of sad, finds like this ragtag group of friends, starts like painting her face all weird. And she's like, we're going to. You know, like, yeah, uh, she's going through yeah. like a lot of mental shit where like, you know, she's can't she's not dreaming anymore. Like she's not getting good sleep because she's 
not dreaming at all. I can relate to that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Melissa feels like it right now. She wants to paint half her face a checkerboard. Yeah, yeah, I do. <laughs> yeah. That was badass. I liked that. Uh, yeah, she she did do some cool makeup shit. She did the veil. Like, she painted on a veil at one point. That was pretty, honestly, pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that, hanging around with, yeah, she... Uh, also, she had a trans friend. This yeah. was, this came out what nineties, early nineties. Yeah, yeah, pretty fucking cool. Neil Gaiman trans? has always been very, very uh, progressive. Yeah, he's been he's yeah. pushed that pretty early on, like a, a pretty prog- progressive view. We'll say they made uh, Wanda pretty fucking ugly. They could have <laughs> Wanda. They could have no, told- didn't. They did. I mean, it's it's a. It's a, it's a taller trans woman. I've seen some of these trans women. They're a lot better looking now. Yeah, but I've seen some who aren't. And ha- Go on TikTok. They're, they're, there's, yeah, a, there's, there's a spectrum. Way worse. Some, there is way worse than Wanda. They're sure. all over the place. There's Clay in a dress. You can portray <laughs> Exactly. But Clay would look nice in a dress. Don't fuck with Clay. All right. Let's not, let's not go I down with this Clay. route. <laughs> all right. All uh, right. Yeah, Wanda. Well, the the trans thing is because there's trans people have been around for a long time, but I think it just didn't really reach the sort of middle America consciousness until recently. Because I, I knew trans people when I was growing up. It was not Where are you a, from New York. Okay, but it's just like I don't know. Even the people that were trans, like Eddie Izzard, he always was like, "I'm not well, transgender. A, I'm a cross dresser." He's a cross dresser, yeah. but now he's trans. Yeah, he's not binary or whatever, right? No, he says full trans. Oh, is he trans? Yeah. Damn, okay. I just, yeah. I thought it was very surprising. Yeah, it's just become more, you know, open now. Yeah. Um, it, is, are these books big in like the LGBT scene? I imagine they are. I'm not they in could the scene. Be with the so. I mean, with nerds. Yeah, yeah, the LGBTQ <laughs> with nerds, nerds. Yeah. for sure. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Justin's pointing at us. He's like, you are gay nerds. <laughs> You know what? Yeah, I'll give you that. <laughs> we are pretty gay nerds. <laughs> but I, I, uh, yeah, I would, I would, I remember being like 14, 15, 16, and, and there were, um, this, uh, trans, uh, centered, uh, youth, uh, center, tra- trans youth center downtown. And, um, I would pass by sometimes with my friends because one of them volunteered there or whatever. And they were already there. They were already, you know, I'd be talking to people and it's like, yeah, I'm growing my tits and I'm come on harm out there. But then I changed <laughs> and, and they were all actually also uh, already uh, detransitioners, too. They were they was like, yeah, I, I was growing tits. I changed my mind. I don't really Fuck. care. You know, I just like I decided I just like fat chicks. You know, and it would just be like, it's like, OK, cool. That's all good. You know, what are you doing this afternoon? Want to do drugs? But um <laughs> It, it wasn't a di- so it's it's kind of weird for me that everybody's like oh, this is crazy it was like they've always been here they've been here well, they've been in the lower east side of manhattan they've always I'm been from everywhere. fucking jersey i promise you they were not all around jersey yeah, they yeah. were going to the lower east side of they manhattan were, exactly. they were from jersey yeah. right a lot of them were from jersey they're from all over the country they wore suits in jersey and then they hopped on the train but even before then i mean there were there were people doing that that but it wasn't a, a cultural movement right mm-hmm. so it people didn't feel threatened by it but it would be there would be a person in a place it's it's i don't know i think nowadays people act um they try to act like they're kind of inventing things that are really just reinventions of this of just the same shit that's been around forever i mean that's and that's i i feel like that's part of like why they've made so many different categories of it because they feel like they need to invent something within the yeah. already made category but but also i have to say like 
he was saying in Jersey, there was I, where I come from. We've had this conversation. I'm pretty sure there was no trans people. Where That's because you from. never went into the actual swamps. What are you talking about? I <laughs> lived in the swamps. Made. They were in the swamps. <laughs> I lived in the swamps and then I They're- hung out in the very liberal, what's called Freetown area of Lafayette, where I like I knew uh, chicks who were lesbian. I, well, most of my friends were lesbians, which was weird. Which are what, the first non-binary peoples yeah. in the world are lesbians. I don't know why, but for some reason, lesbians love to hang out with me. Uh, but there was like you're cuddly. I I think I maybe knew of one trans person mm-hmm. in, in that whole area, and it it's just like I don't know. It, it, it's it, it's different in a place where nobody really gave a fuck. Like the the one trans person I know really didn't have too many issues outside of That's like what I'm saying one member of their family. But what I'm saying is in a place where nobody really cares like you could do whatever you want you would expect if the narrative is that more inclusion equals more people coming out because there is just more of it why would more people come out though there just aren't as many people who don't identify as the body they were born because what what the narrative is is the more inclusive the more people will come out because they're in places that aren't inclusive they're they're in hiding Mm -hmm. so but where I'm from, nobody really gave a fuck. And it was still just like one person like that I knew of all mm-hmm. of the really liberal area, you know? So Well, how many people were there in that community? It was a good a good size because it's Freetown is like the Give me an estimate. Give me a ballpark. How many thousand? <laughs> I can't off the top of my head, mm-hmm. maybe like two thousand in yeah, in the so Freetown area. One out of two thousand, what percentage is that? I can't. I'm, you're, now you're asking me to do math. <laughs> math is my Look, worst. 2005 times. Right. That that actually is consistent with the national average of trans people as as a ratio to non-trans people. That's about 0.05. Sure. So that actually is consistent with an accepting society, a trans person, right? Yeah. So if it was yeah. less than if it was a population of 1000, then you would have one trans midget. You see what I'm saying? <laughs> Half a person. Half a person. Yeah. I, I, listen, when I was from Jersey, we I had never heard about any of the gender stuff. Like my freshman year of college, I went and we sat in a circle for icebreakers on my dorm, and I was the first one. And uh, the who is the RA is like, okay, Jimmy, I want you to tell everyone your name, where you're from, and what your preferred pronouns are. I was like, hey guys, I'm Jimmy. I'm from New Jersey. And he goes, what are your preferred pronouns? I didn't know what he meant. I was like, honestly, I've never really preferred one pronoun over another. <laughs> that's an honest answer. And then everyone and looked at acceptable. me and they went, oh. <laughs> yeah. And then the next guy went, hey, my name's Kevin. My preferred pronouns are he and him. And I'm like, oh, fucking that. That one, that one, that one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, you just didn't know. <laughs> I didn't know. But everyone's like, oh, he's one of them. What's <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's a them. The girls well, were really friendly, but not the way that I wanted them to be. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. In the interest of getting laid, you want to seem as empathetic as possible. But it just so happens that you didn't know about it. I mean, it didn't pertain to you. It had nothing to do with you, right? But you're, like, you're yeah, not. You're not. You were not interested world. in it. So why would you? Right? It's like it's like a. Not knowing about a, like a subculture in Uganda. It's like, no, no, no. Why, I, I think it's different. I, it's not you? that I wouldn't be interested. The way I think of it is more like kolaches. 
I'm not saying you wouldn't be interested. I'm saying you are not naturally interested. You <laughs> I know like what I mean? how you're bringing no, up. No, but I'm like, saying like sausage not, you, in you a bun for a trans. That's good. That is kind of perfect. <laughs> and you know what? Good on you for pointing that out. Because that's actually hilarious. Yeah, no, I mean, it, it's like kolaches because I'm like, fucking love kolaches. Of course, I'd never yeah. heard about it before I moved to Texas. Mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> but what I'm saying is that th- there was no part of you that had a had a, a a yearning deep in your loins for uh you know a hot dog in between uh, <laughs> yeah, a couple yeah, of yeah. Exactly. right yeah. so because you did not naturally have right you just you just missed it you you were blindsided by your own actual interests right and that's okay it doesn't mean that um anything was wrong with you yeah. you're just not that so why would you know what the signs are you know what i mean mm-hmm. but now you do and now you can get laid when you tell your pronouns to the right kind of chick you know who's like oh you know Melissa, he cares. i'm married <laughs> oh yeah that's right well you're already bad one, so you know there you go yeah. i'm the only non-married person well yeah don't worry on the podcast not not in the room but <laughs> yeah. on the actual podcast so all right. Fuck yeah. <laughs> uh, nice. Do you want to talk about it? Nah. Okay. It feels good. I Wait, still have my options. You got? <laughs> have you gotten any dates lately, or what's going on? Nah. Because you had that one girl. Yeah. Who, no, that didn't. Uh, well, she's asexual. I mean, come on. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> do you know who? Do you know who I did think was pretty fucking hot? Uh, the witch Thessaline. Thessaly. Thessaly. She has her own comic book series. Liked her. Yeah, she was cool. She has her own fucking off. I don't. Yeah, well, you like witchy nerds? I do. I yeah. also like autistic the fact that, witchy nerds. Autistic <laughs> witchy nerds. But I also, uh, I just love it. I guess I'll know like, who to look for when your wife is around. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Some autistic witchy looking nerd. Yeah. I also just I love a chick that like fucking shoots first, asks questions later. Yeah. You know, like she literally Eats killed this face. motherfucker, and yeah. I was like, ah shit, I have to interview him. You know, yeah. like <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Total woman move, right? Just acting <laughs> rash and then having to fucking backtrack later. Well, yeah, shit's going down. Like she, Thessaly knew. Uh, some we gotta we gotta do something. All of a sudden, there's a crow. I, I love a, it. I want a sandwich. Huh? I want a sandwich. <laughs> you want a sandwich? That's what I'm saying. That, this is what this is what pissed me off because everybody's like, "Oh man, what are your pronouns?" And like, and we, we're like so supportive. And like, women are fucking rash, are they not? And where's my sandwich? Yeah. <laughs> Everything has just come full circle. And you know what? That's just how it is. It is. That's yeah. how it is. That's it. Uh, That's why I say we're just uh, holes. <laughs> holes with hands. Sandwich making hands. <laughs> it's, kinda, it's always what it's going to come back to. <laughs> you, can make any, you can make any law you want. It will be quality. We will always become holes that make sandwiches again. I mean, you make good meat pies, too. I do make good meat pies. Mm, yeah. yeah. More on the nose. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a euphemism. Kalachis, meat pies. But yeah. Are the, we hungry or horny here? What's happening? I got I a crawfish know. pie outside. Oh, hell yeah. Um, Are we going to sit on it or eat it? <laughs> uh, but yeah, the um, dream barber, the Barbie's dream world starts fucking up. Uh and they send Martin Ten Bones. He gets killed, but he gets uh, Barbie the Porpentine, which allows her to travel back to the dream world. Um, and then that's whenever that George motherfucker starts fucking <laughs> shit up with the cuckoo and has a bunch of ravens in his chest that he just releases that starts fucking with all the apartment buildings, uh, tenants, dreams. And then one of those crows lands on thessaly while she's dreaming thessaly just like what the fuck grabs a crow and like 
breaks its neck or whatever the fuck. Yeah, sets it on fire. It's got overkill, really. <laughs> yeah, she slams it against the wall yeah. and sets it on fire. Yeah. But it's kind of, you kind of have to do that with her because she was introduced as this really bland, quiet, meek, mousy girl yeah. in an apartment, right? So that's the best way to kind of Yeah, you got to take a hard that. left turn yeah. real quick and be like, okay, she murders yeah. a crow and then goes and yeah. kills Well, the- let's let's walk through what she does, shall we? Right? Like the whole ho- the whole building's having nightmares, right? That is just waking them up screaming, right? Yeah. With sweat, cold sweat. And then uh so you're thinking it's going to happen to her, but then the bird lights she grabs it, she breaks its neck, she stares at it, she lights it on fire with her mind. Right. And then she gets out of bed and takes a, a fucking scimitar or some shit, a big ass knife and goes to stab the guy upstairs. Yeah. That is a hard left turn. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, she it's where she's from. Thess- Thessalian. It's an old Greek city where. Uh, yeah. Thessaly. Thessaly. Mm-hmm. Uh, they. uh they did some really fucked up shit in the name of gods and shit because they believed it. They hardcore believed in their God. Well, uh, the whole ancient world did. Yeah, if, you, if you look up what, what people used to do, this is what I'm, I'm this is why I always say it. I'm like, people are not good. People are not good because what people used to do is crazy. They, they child sacrifice was rampant. That's why Christianity was uh so important when it emerged because they were they were like hey how about we not kill the kids <laughs> yeah. what do you think that's kind of crazy right and, and they try to make up their own story right it's like hey uh, the, uh god was like kill your kid abraham and then don't kill your kids so maybe nobody kill their kids how about that and everybody was like let's kill these christians let's uh <laughs> sick the lions on them they also used to take their babies uh that they didn't want and just leave them in the forest that's what they would do. And they would just and they and they would leave. And not only that, they did it so much that they developed these places in the woods to leave your babies. Like an Amazon drop-off point, if you will, <laughs> for your baby. Right. And they'd be like, I don't want this fucking thing. And they would just punt it into a cabbage patch, which is probably where the cabbage patch kids even came from. The concept <laughs> subconscious, you know what I mean? And and it's and it's just all these babies. And then you know what happened eventually? Is that slavers, it occurred to them. We got free baby slaves. So then they would just come with a sack and just take the babies and collect them and then just raise them as slaves. And then and that was how the economy worked. You know what I mean? And then um, then the child sacrifice. They I mean, they would they would horrifically sacrifice children. They they don't even know the extent of it because it's pre-Christian. It's pre-recorded history. So they're not even sure how bad it got. Uh, there's some biblical references to this uh, uh god called Moloch in the middle east the owl god yeah the Moloch. i don't know if he was an owl god but mm-hmm. he was just this dark monolith and they and it, they found child bones just all around it so they thought that maybe this was a child sacrifice point yeah. and this is uh hp lovecraft mentions Moloch a lot as a sort of Wasn't plot in, device in watchmen Moloch was one of the bad guys Moloch, yeah but that's Moloch is a name yeah. that you'll find in the in the pre-New Testament Bible, Moloch. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think it's in the Torah. It's old uh, God type shit. And there's a lot of debate as to what actually what it actually was. Yeah. But it's used in literature as a proxy for the ancient child sacrifice God. Mm-hmm. Right. And then there were the, the uh, Corinthians also. There was uh, some bitch with her arms out and uh, they had a statue and you would uh, put a lot of fire inside the statue and then you would just throw the babies in the fire in the uh, in the middle of the hands and it just burn and it just the grease would just drip down and bones 
Is yeah. this, this going to be the Christmas episode? It's going to be the Christmas episode. Uh, probably around that time. Yeah. Well, you know what? <laughs> All of this stuff probably would have been celebrated around this time <laughs> yeah. of year because it was to uh, make a sacrifice so that you would have a good fertile spring. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, this is the Christmas episode. Let's get, let's get Heath in here and sacrifice. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah, we have this table. I mean, let's do something. I think this is our one year, uh, around our one year anniversary for the podcast. Is it? I think so. Oh, um, hell yeah. Because we started with like the hog father and shit around Christmas time. Oh, yeah, Ooh. that's right. Yeah. Mm. Nice. Cool. Maybe You're we should do another hog father one. I mean, we didn't we didn't watch the movie. Okay, let's put a pin on that. We'll do that. All right. Anyway. All right. So, um, yeah, she goes, she kills George, stabs him, kills him, puts him in the tub, then brings all Wanda, um, Foxglove, Hazel, brings them all into the rooms like, hey, I just murdered this dude. Now I got to talk to him. So give me a second. Cuts off his face and bites out his tongue and nails it to the wall. And his eyes. And his eyes. Nails the eyes to the wall as well and uh, has a conversation with him. Uh, asking what he's doing and shit, figures out how he's fucking with Barbie's dream. And then uh, she decides to call down the moon to bring them to uh, the dream world, which ends up, of course, fucking up all the Earth's tides and shit, uh, causes a hurricane to come back to New York. Um, it really not a smart move on her part. Like, I, I get why she did it, but she also could have just asked Dream to bring her. Yeah. Like she says that there's two options go to the dream king or use the moon and it's like you could have tried the first one first yeah but the moon is cooler <laughs> yeah that, but that's she has to be it. some cool witch yeah. who does some witchy shit so she gotta show off a little that's <laughs> what it was so yeah um and then while that's happening barbie and um the Oh, I forget the three name. little things like the yeah. monkey with the uh, the sad monkey, the Lorax, not the Lorax, um, <laughs> the Lorax. There was one. It was in like mean, Williamson the the skewer or no, yeah, we, Sir Wilkin Wilkerson Wilkinson. What is it? It was Wilkinson the blank with an S. Yeah, it's the the shrewd. That's it. Pronado and Pr- Wil- lose the Wilkinson dodo. the shrew. Pronado. Yeah, the monkey and lose the dodo. Um, and they're traveling across the dreamland trying to uh, get to a certain place with the porpentine um, being chased and picked off every so often first Pranato gets picked off then uh, they get to a point and uh, straight up Wilkinson gets his throat slit uh, and then it turns out Luz is working for Kaku so yeah uh Barbie gets betrayed, but not even really because turns out Kaku is just like a younger version of her. It's like her uh, as a child trying to find its own way out um, into the world. I wish they, this would have been the Barbie movie. You know what I mean? <laughs> it been way cooler. Uh, I'm, it's, you know, not too far because, I mean, Barbie movie technically was just like a, a metaphor for the mother's angst. Yeah, but did a cute dog get its face blown off? A cute giant dog. <laughs> what about the, no. the the lesbian that is pregnant and then had a dream of the fucking baby eating the other, the other baby? baby. <laughs> yeah, that was that was intense as fuck. Yeah, the yeah. um all the different dream sequences that come through in a, in the Sandman novels, a lot of them get really fucking weird. 
like uh well dreams get weird yeah yeah it's it's a good uh like plot device just like because sandman he literally just walks through dreams that's how he travels across the earth he just oh, i'm gonna go from this person's dream oh next door that person have a dream and go through that so you get to see like little glimpses of really fucked up shit just randomly along the way it's pretty it's cool. pretty interesting the way it's drawn and written too because it's it's like he's hitchhiking across dreams yeah so he uh rides literal vehicles of people dreaming right like whatever they're imagining he, he just basically just hitches a ride with some bus where people are fucking in the back or yeah like a ship or something like that yeah it, it, and it how they draw uh, that that's why I've, one of the reasons i really like the sandman novels is whenever they draw it like the paneling and everything the the in between the panels and stuff is so fluid like whenever he's traveling from dream to dream it's the art style is so on point i i feel like that's why it's one of the best comics of all time um but yeah he goes and uh the art actually took some a little getting used to for me really yeah that's a that's the one issue i have with reading um the just graphic novels in general is uh sometimes when the art is that frenetic and and uh intricate you know it's just it gives me a second to it takes me a second to just get with the you like, have to take in the whole picture the text and, then, and the yeah. picture i'm like what is happening right now and yeah. sometimes it doesn't even make sense it takes me a second to really stare at it and get used to it and see all the little details but it's good art yeah it's very well drawn i love it um and yeah uh barbie goes and meets herself her younger self as a cuckoo and uh ultimately like the cuckoo's just trick doesn't trick her but convinces her to let her uh be you know and then thessaly and uh wanda come no wanda couldn't come that's true that's one of the things i was thinking about is like they they made neil gaiman he brought in a trans person but he made a very very fine line he's like this man trans woman but man cannot go into a woman's dream <laughs> yeah so, well nowadays that would be a hate crime yeah yeah exactly nowadays yeah. that is so not okay yeah that's kind of bullshit though because it's art right so it's you know even if you're wrong yeah you, nobody should be that is that is my right? argument of the whole thing they yeah. called down the moon are can, we really talking about genders right now this, this, yeah exactly this is all i mean she ripped the man's face off and then yeah. he and talked, talked to him. him but nobody would care. they would just focus on that yeah they would they would focus on oh Wanda should have been able to go in that dream. She's a woman. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But yeah, that that's kind of um it, that's just kind of the way things are going is that people kind of feel entitled to correcting your creativity, like your dreams. Yeah. Yeah. They're even coming up with um I saw this article some tech company and this is probably half bullshit because they're always selling bullshit now with tech companies, but that they found a way to access people's um dream minds so that they can target your lucid dreaming and allow you to have lucid dreams which is it has the potential for so much misuse I and mean, exploitation yeah that, but I don't also know. every time i've had a lucid dream it's been fun as fuck yeah i love it i i had mm -hmm. a dream where i was they had the scooby gang tony hawk uh a bunch of really cool shit and i realized i was in a dream and i just went to the car that was nearby opened the back trunk and pulled out a machine gun and was like, we're going to have fun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But that was you. You massacred Scooby-Doo. No, no. I, I was fighting alongside Scooby-Doo and Tony Hawk against uh, the motherfuckers. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> it was a great dream. Yeah. Whoa, but it's better to be able to condition yourself to 
do lucid dreaming than to have a tech company because you think they're not gonna put ads you think they actually are gonna be able to do that um i think they're gonna be fucking around and they're gonna figure out a way to start accessing people's dreams yeah you think that's possible yeah, where they possible, can translate what he dreamed. Well, they're already into. trying to they're already um, researching dream interpretation through, you know, they have those uh, node caps they put yeah. on your brain so they can if if they could use those to make a person uh, navigate a drone with their minds, uh, then they're that much closer to actually interpreting brain scans of, of, of what people are thinking. And, do, and then so that's not really a big step from that to then dream interpretation. I, I think it's a big step. Huh? I think yeah. it's a big I step because it's, it's control. It's taking seg- or sections of brain activity and going when that lights up, do something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And but now you're translating what is that going on in mm-hmm. certain areas, and now you're supposed to Into figure out that image. he had a machine gun and it was yeah. blowing up fucking <laughs> Scooby Doo. Turning those brain synapses firing off into an actual image is of uh, to me a very long way off. I feel like. Yeah, yeah but, but what? What do that they do have access to has the potential for a lot of misuse anyway, right? Because if they can stimulate like lucid dreaming, right, then they can try to make. Uh, I, think, I think they could stimulate things well, like they with can Neuralink stimulate, and stimulate parts of your brain. Yeah. To and that's bad enough, right? Because sure. I don't know. It, you know, you get your Alexa and then it just zaps your brain and your lucid dreaming's on and then it just then just and, McDonald's starts streaming. And then you come. And then you just yeah, you come while you're eating a dream McGriddle or whatever. So I'm hungry and horny again. Yeah. <laughs> That's a problem. But they they probably can't know something as specific as machine gun fire, but I guess they could know something like um whether you're thinking about something violent or sexual. Sure. Right? And that's kind of the I could see that. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's, like, that's the beginning of that. What if my sexual thoughts are violent? <laughs> they probably be able to see that too. And there probably are a lot of people. I mean, there probably are a lot of people with for whom that is the case, right? Yeah. They I kind of think, bleed into each other. I think that'd be the worst thing in all, of all time. Like, you know, I, I wear a helmet. All of a sudden you can watch my dreams on a TV. Yeah. Fuck that, dude. Yeah. yeah. Or even if you're awake in your thoughts. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oof, no. I mean, they're already pretty close to guessing a lot of what you're what you're about to do or what you'd be more open to suggestion for. Right. That's the whole premise of behind the algorithm yeah. and behind uh, using AI tools to monitor your personal information mm-hmm. and nudge you in yeah. certain directions. They're already doing that. And I might add, they're already doing it pretty effectively, oh my God. whether you like it or the not, whether you know it or not. pisses me off. Yeah. Like, here's the thing. I don't want just like whores on my Instagram feed, but like they'll show it to you and you're like, okay, I'm going to look, but I would rather look at like photography stuff or something fun and interesting. Show me like a Red Bull ad. I'd probably, I like those and I'm like, show me more of that. But they just always show you the dirty stuff. Yeah, yeah, for men. Yeah. Yeah. Because men. I feel like for everyone, right? For men mostly. They'll show whores to women, but only to be jealous of. Well, you don't see like hot dudes on your Instagram? No. Hot chicks? No, only workout chicks because I look up workout videos sometimes. Yeah, I don't get any yeah. of that. But they'll show they'll show women other women to be jealous of, right? If those are straight women. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. 
that's how that whole fucking thing works, especially for young teenage girls, because te- women work. They have a lot of envy towards you, a lot of competition and all that. And it's all based on looks. And Instagram is based on looks. So for women, that's that's going to be a big stimulant is to eye other women and see who has the advantage and then emulate that. That's why whenever somebody has fucking butt scrunch shorts, next thing you know, every fucking bitch has butt, butt scrunch shorts and everybody's showing their ass in the exact same way because women want to be sexually competitive. And, but I don't um, even think it's a woman thing. Like that's a woman. I thing. was talking to Colton and Dylan, and you know they're as gay as the day is long. All of their feed is just hot dudes. Well, yeah, because they and yeah that that they're they, specifically tailored to them. Yeah, it's so tailored it's to them. They want to fuck hot dudes. dudes that they want to fuck, but also hot dudes that, that they are going to be making them jealous. Yeah. So. It is. It is working. I will be honest. I do have a lot of guys with like really good heads of hair. I'm like, yeah, exactly. It's, it's, it's like, something that you, like a middle aged man with a fucking mane. Yeah, I'm like I want to be that guy. Exactly, because yeah. that's what Insta- Instagram works on. Just the the worst of your instincts. It's like lo- it's well, it's basically the worst every, every, every huh? lowest common denominator. Yeah, lowest, of like, what yeah. you could be interested in that. Yeah. yeah, worst and best. Yeah, because it goes. The extremes of both ends, because like mine, yeah, it has a bunch of workout chicks for me to want to fucking shit. But also <laughs> it, it has. <laughs> that was so matter of fact. I, you I look up workout that. videos. All right. If you're going to make a joke, do it on mic. God damn it. I'm on mic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, talk to the mic, Justin. I did. Talk shit into the mic. <laughs> um, yeah, I have that. And then I have like a good portion of mine is just like art that uh because like i look up a lot of art because i'm looking for an artist for my comic book and stuff so art or uh architecture that because i i like a lot of that shit so not all of it is the worst but it's either it's either either end of the spectrum to the extremes of uh the worst or the best of what you like but the worst always has to be in there yeah nobody has an algorithm where it's only the best yeah you know what i mean Everyone has one where it's negative Although, and there's just a spectrum of how negative it you it needs to be to keep you coming back. Some people just they come back when it's the most negative, right? When it's all conspiracy theory and lizard people and, uh, you know, death and shit. And other people you? need a little bit more of both. Although, I would rather that than the girls. Why? Because it just, I feel like I don't like it. Like I want. Well, like, because why? Because it's easier quiet to quiet the voices. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, they don't want to quiet the voices. I want they want to, to keep that chatter pretty active because then you can't think straight. You keep coming back to your phone, and then it just becomes almost like a like anxiety thing. You know, like you become that bitch that like plucks out her eyelashes. You know, it's like that same compulsive behavior. They're trying to foster that onto you and your phone, the relationship yeah. you have there. But Ari Shafir did hold Isn't it more. With- a relationship between us and our penis. Well, yeah, retroactively, yeah. Well, yeah, definitely my penis for uh, sure. Yeah, I, I get pretty active when I see those shots. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Ari Shafir did do an experiment though. He made a a whole different account on Instagram and literally only liked puppy videos. Oh, yeah. That's what I did. And they it wouldn't show him anything other than just wholesome puppy videos. Mm-hmm. I did that so, for a while. Ultimately, you can do. Uh, you can have an algorithm that is just good, you know? Yeah. But then why? But then that kind of goes into the paradigm of that, right? Of an algorithm constantly uh, massaging imagery to keep you locked onto your phone because it still goes back to that, right? Because why? Because then on the other hand, why do you want to make it so good that you want to go back to it? You know, like it, it's just this kind of, I, I resent it. 
I don't I don't like that economy. I don't believe in it. I don't like it <laughs> because, you know, it's it's like data. It's data aggregate. Do you know what they're doing with your first of all, the word data makes people misunderstand what's happening. Right. Because what it's happening is, is that it's your data. It's your private life online is as an avatar and it, nobody else sees it except for the people that profit off of it, right? The once they make a little profile of you, like those um, mm, mm, suspense thriller movies where there's a serial killer and then somebody's in the basement connecting all these dots, they're doing that, but with you. And then they build a psychological profile of you and it doesn't stop at Instagram. They take that and they sell it to each other, right? So they're selling you to each other to make money off of you yeah, without for- your consent and you don't see any money from that. You know what I mean? Yeah. We are, they are exploiting, they're fleecing us very much like cattle. We are like cattle. That's why it's called a feed because it's a cattle feed. You know what I'm saying? That's not what it's called. It. I just like saying that. It sounds cool. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but, see, but it now is we're getting into the conspiracy. No, it's not a conspiracy though. <laughs> no, because yes. in actual fact, that is what happens, right? Yeah. You, you, it's not even a secret. It's not a conspiracy because nobody's conspiring because that's just the economy now. That's why everything's business to business rather than business to consumer because the consumers don't matter as much anymore as their data does. And why does the data matter? Because business to business is making a lot of money off of it. And that's not a secret and it's not a conspiracy. That is the service economy. That's just how it is. There is a movement, though, like to uh, be able to monetize your own data. You should. And the whole thing with like that actor strike, I think we talked about this before, right? A part of the actor strike, people act like, oh, you know, uh, this is just actors trying to be dicks. Like what you want more money, like living as an actor. How nice, how privileged. Right. But, you know, in actual fact, what's happening, they're protesting in part because that avatar uh, for actors is even more real because they're literally taking avatars of actors as background workers, right? And they take it and they just put it in another movie. And then that actor doesn't get paid for the other movie where the avatar of them is then superimposed. You understand what I'm saying? So if yeah, you do yeah, one movie, yeah. right. So that's, that's a visual of what I'm talking about. That's the visual uh, counterpart. So for them, it really is their income on the line, right? Because they make them sign a contract saying that we can use your likeness however we see fit, which didn't used to mean anything. But now that they can actually take you and reuse you and not pay you, it matters. Right. So eventually that's going to matter for all of us in ways that we don't anticipate. But because we don't have like a a constitutional uh, right to our avatar selves. Right. We have no rights. That's where we fucked and, up. And we're giving society. them away. We gave, we gave them yeah. away. We're, we're being treated literally like cattle, right? Where you get harvested. Your data gets harvested like sheep, right? And in the meantime, they just feed you puppies and titties. Right? And you're like, titties, 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 right? And then and they're just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, by the way, what do you like to buy on Fridays? You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And they just kind of keep collecting it. And that's just how it goes. That that's, is pretty much where we like fucked up hardcore as a society whenever we just got okay with signing the user agreements and shit without reading anything for every little fucking aspect of our lives yeah, it's we like, didn't know. yeah okay some user agreement click okay and it's like 14 pages of legal shit where mm-hmm. we get all your information and you don't even understand half of it yeah uh, that that is one they, part they of our own society your, where we fucked up they own your mental real estate 
They own you. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, no, they own your mental real estate, and we didn't. We don't think it matters because we are much like the Native Americans under the impression that you can't own land, right? Mm-hmm. Can own land in here, and that's what they thought, right? Some Dutch assholes went to Manhattan when it was still called Manahatta, and they were like, "Hey, how much for all this fucking?" For this island. And they were like, for this island. And they're like, what you got? And he was like, beads. And they're like, yeah, we'll take it. And then they walked away laughing their fucking asses off. Because they were like, these white people think that you can own land. And then 500 years later, it turns out that you can. Mm-hmm. Right? And now they're in a reservation selling cigarettes tax-free. And talking about them. Instagram. Huh? I can find them in the algorithm you on can, Instagram, though. Native Americans? Uh, all their feeds. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Talk about mental real estate. How about, how, about ca- how about caveat emptor? Oh, yeah. Okay. How about that? Ca- caveat what? Caveat emptor. What is that? Buyer beware. Buyer beware. Absolutely. So how, mo- how much of it is it on us to be aware of yeah. what we're signing but that's and what, what we're I'm, doing? But what I'm what saying is, into. look, we get a mulligan for Facebook, right? Because that one, nobody realistically, not nobody, but most people didn't anticipate it. They had, we had no clue, right? But at this point, we are still signing away these rights and nobody is bothering. And then choose not to choose not to. And they dismiss it as conspiracy. And then everybody just keeps walking and they're acting like nothing is going to happen. But it is. And it's like, you know. Well, and then talking about mental real estate. uh, So Morpheus goes back to (laughs) Barbie. Yeah. But that's why I wanted to bring this up, because this is like. Morpheus, yeah. right? If uh, the U.S. government now rolled in and was like, "Well, we own all of this. So get the fuck out!" Right? And he's like, "This is my kingdom," and like, just blow his face away, right? And it's like, "Bye, Morpheus." <laughs> um, Bring us home, Clay. Yeah, got you. Uh, yeah, Morpheus comes back to what's called the land, and uh, where Thessaly and Hazel and Foxglove are trying to stop the cuckoo from. Uh, like taking over and shit or leaving uh thessaly urges morpheus to kill the cuckoo uh but he decides not to and ultimately just lets her go um she goes off onto her own in the real world or wherever she goes and then uh yeah he saves barbie um he grants her a single boon for which she asks that she and her friends be returned to new york safe and sound the cuckoo escapes into another reality and barbie and her friends learn that a storm hurricane Lisa resulting from Thessaly's spell has killed Wanda and brought a house down around her and shit. So that was a unfortunate ending for the only trans character in the whole thing. <laughs> yes, it was. <laughs> <laughs> was the 90s. So the, pro- <laughs> <laughs> the prophecy said. Yeah. <laughs> um, and yeah. Yeah. Uh, R.I.P. She, they go have a funeral for her where nobody was really respecting her. They were calling her Alvin, uh, her original name and shit. And that was a whole thing. And then, uh, yeah, uh, Barbie signs the tombstone Wanda instead of Alvin and then goes on with her life. Hmm. And then, yeah, Wanda, she meets death. Death comes, gets Wanda and Wanda's looks like an actual, like, perfect female. Form. Like a woman. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, uh, she's got her own sandwich making hands. Mm-hmm. <laughs> a woman is a whole. Yeah. Listen, a woman she is a whole. A, whole. <laughs> a woman is a whole. And is that like a that mantra? A woman is a whole. That would have been hilarious as the last scene in, in, in that book, Sam. And if like 
she like sees death and then she's like, oh wait, I'm a woman. And then just like looks at her. <laughs> Fuck yeah. <laughs> Got my hole. <laughs> Got, my my hole. Got my titties. <laughs> Got my sandwich making arms. I'm a woman. I'm a woman. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. All right. Well, that was uh, books four or five of the Sandman series. Um, you still enjoying it or it's getting weird? No, I'm enjoying it cool yeah i've been reading Fuck it yeah. gene is wondering why i'm still reading it but i am still <laughs> reading it yeah you think you're gonna read i liked it I'm, I'm gonna go back read the first one okay yeah yeah that uh it'll give you a little bit more context into all of it and then it, there's a lot more yeah. uh because they had all the rest of the normal sandman series and then there's a whole nother after the regular sandman series called sandman overture and it continues from there and then there's like like I said, tons of spinoffs series. There's one about the Corinthian, who's a guy who eats eyeballs. He has uh, teeth for eyes. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Um, he has a skull statue of it that yeah. looks really cool. I have Dude. a little skull of, of the Corinthian. With teeth in the eye sockets. Yeah. Is yeah. he like purple? No, no, he's no. normal. Um, he's actually very. Why did you ask like, if he's purple? Because I have a, I have like a vision of a purple thing with. <laughs> oh, okay. Like a mouth for your eyes, and I'm trying to think if that's what it is. No, oh, okay, okay. He's not like he. He looks like he would be like a, a leading man in a movie with glasses on, but whenever he takes his glasses off, it's just empty eye holes with teeth in them. Yeah. yeah. It's mm. Intense. Um. Yeah, he's one of the nightmares that goes around killing people and shit. Uh, they have a whole series actually okay wait a minute he this the the sandman show on netflix yeah that's about him he, well, i just started that show today yeah yeah the corinthian he's great that's he, what his name is the corinthian mm-hmm. okay he's very interesting his, the character. actor was the one from um narcos yeah he was he's a cool actor i like him yeah the series is good i i really like the series it's pretty on point with the book uh a few small changes like some race swaps and stuff but generally on point yeah i'll be honest that was the most unrealistic part of the whole thing like i watched the first 25 minutes and it's like old school england and there's this like rich black family (laughs) okay no (laughs) like yeah i'll buy into this dude he's like the sandman he could control dreams but like there's no way there was a prominent black family in england in the 1800s i just don't believe it the 1800s? Yeah, maybe. I mean, they had already uh, been basketball wasn't cane. invented for another oh, hundred Jesus. years. <laughs> yeah, but sugar cane. Sorry, I couldn't help it. I couldn't help it. But sugar cane was disbelief enough for that. <laughs> That's fucked up. Anyway, thank you guys for having me on the show. This is <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah. No, this was fun. Um, and Jimmy, anything you want to plug? Creek in the cave. Follow the uh, the network on YouTube. Fuck yeah, and. Any That's shows it. in particular? I mean, nothing. All of them. Fucking, we have yeah. a lot of really good shit on there. Yeah, yeah, yeah we write, do. Write a uh, comment, subscribe. You know, cool. And then, yeah, if y'all are, are around Austin, check out Jimmy's stand up. He's hilarious. Thank you. As well as Melissa, yeah. she's been doing a bunch of shows around here lately. It's been great. Yeah, yeah, it's been pretty good. And I don't do stand up, so. But he will soon. Fuck that. No, no, fuck that. Wait a minute. I thought you tried it a couple times and you yeah. were going to keep trying. No, I tried it a couple times and I'm like, eh, it's, it's not. It's Clay not killed my, it when, when like you that. had your roast. <laughs> yeah, that was that was the most fun. The roast was great. Um, but other than that, I'm I'm fine. I'm uh, I'm, I'm so glad 
that you said that. <laughs> <laughs> Too many people mm. just keep going. Mm. Yeah, no, it's hating it the whole time. Yeah. Uh, but like, they think they have to prove something. I, I'm more interested in other aspects of my shit that I'm doing where I don't need to get on yeah, stage. Yeah. I'm good. Yeah, man. Know um, myself. But yeah, this has been the Turtle Reads, everybody. Thank y'all for watching. Peace. Thanks. Peace. Bye, guys. Yeah.